This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Number seven in the top 25 most interesting fantasy basketball players is Zion Williamson, and he might be the riskiest player of them all. But when is the risk worth the reward? Let's go! Jordan, open! Chicago with the lead! Bryant, Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we are continuing our search and our, our list, our video series of the top 25 most fantasy basketball, or most interesting fantasy basketball players. And at number seven, we have Zion Williamson, the unstoppable force that he is, except for injuries. Obviously, that is one of the big things that we're going to be talking about today. But the main question that we're going to talk about here is, when is the risk uh, worth the reward that potentially Zion could give you this fantasy season? Because I don't think anyone out there will deny how good of a basketball player when he's on the court. But that is then the question, is how much can we expect to see him on the court? And to be honest, your guess is as good as mine. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know that he's going to be someone who's going to be playing this amount of games or anything like that. And I don't think you should sort of pretend to guess that either. There is obviously luck involved and and uh, some things that we need to weigh up. So let's talk about Zion Williamson. But before we do, again, fantasy basketball drafts are coming up. And if you haven't already, go over to ballboysmba.com and get yourself a season guide now. You can check that one out and get either a silver or a platinum membership. Uh, I have access to my projections for the top 250 players for 8 category, 9 category, ESPN points, Yahoo points, uh, minus 1 rankings and all stats projected for those top 250 players. Uh, For the silver memberships, you can get access to my top 150 both points and category rankings as well as my top 
top 250 dynasty rankings as well for platinum members. So head over to ballboysmba.com and get your season guide. If your draft is coming up, let's get into it. Zion Williamson, number seven. He is still only 23.3 years old. Very young player. He obviously is... A little bit all over the place when it comes to draft. He's going higher in ESPN at 33.7 because we know they're a little bit more weighted to points leagues. On Yahoo, he's at 56.3 ADP and on Fantrax, 51.7. Last year, he did only play the 29 games of the uh, available 82 games. In those games, he played 33.3 minutes per game. He was the 63rd ranked player for 9-cat. He was the 30th ranked player for minus one, taking out his free throw percentage as his worst uh, category. So dramatic improvement there. And he was 23rd when it came to points leagues as well. So his best in a points league, um, good in a punt free throw minus one setting there as well. So here's someone that, again, you look at the rankings and things like that, and his value can fluctuate very wildly depending on what you are looking for when it comes to your fantasy basketball team and what categories can you go without, what categories can you not uh, sacrifice when it comes to your strategy. So those are all the things that we're going to pile into the, the pot to talk about. Again, when is it worth taking the risk on him? Let's look at his stats that he actually put up last season. His averages were 26 points, only hit 0.23s per game, 7 rebounds, 4.6 assists, 1.1 steals, 0.6 blocks, the big one, 60.8% from the field on massive, massive attempts. Uh, He took 14.8 field goal attempts. That is huge. Um, And then he also shot 71.4% from the free throw line. Free throw line, again, sorry, his field goal attempts wasn't 14.8. It was 16.2, even bigger. And his free throw attempts was 8.6 per game. So below average, really big volume. He was a damaging uh, player at that point. He had a usage rate of 30.1%. So up the top there, he was one of the highest usage players in the NBA, best in his team, and figures to be again this season. Now, those stats... They look great. There obviously are some big strengths and some big weaknesses, however. And this is something that I want to highlight when it comes to evaluating Zion because a lot of the times you will hear, you know, when we talk about upside players, risk versus reward players, um, sleepers and busts and things like that, we we throw out numbers and saying this player can be a, a top X player or this player can be, you know, as good as this in your draft. But that ranking and that value is always... Um, n- we can always manipulate it in a way that makes it sound better or worse depending on what metric you want to use. Now, when I'm talking in general head-to-head leagues, I usually like to refer to minus one rankings because it takes into account the the uh, player's best seven, seven categories. It downweights the turnover value to 25% and eliminates their worst category, which in my opinion is the best way to value head-to-head players because some in your league, the majority of teams are punting something so again, if we were to you know value Zion on a punt free throw percentage build, it would be different in your build compared to someone else's. But in a minus one rankings, it eliminates everyone's worst category. So it has a fairer view of all strategies across the board. So what we'll do is we're going to head over to Basketball Monster again. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. And we are going to have a look at Zion Williamson's value when it comes to, you know, across the board contributions. So we see his stats that he averaged last season. So this is obviously his rankings for, and you can do this for free, head over to basketballmonster.com, great website, um, and have a look at his value and what categories caused his value to improve. And we can see on the right-hand side here, when we look at the values, his biggest boost was clearly by far and away the field goal percentage. In fact, I've got this rankings here sorted by biggest field goal percentage boost in the entire NBA. Number one was Nikola Jokic. And number two, just behind him was Zion Williamson and a huge gap between him and the next uh, guy, which was Nicholas Claxton, unless you want to count Louis King here with his one game played and his uh, one game where he hit... 61% in 13 shots. We're not going to do that. So he was a fair chunk away from number two, which was Claxton, who did shoot over 70%. But because he shot 16 attempts on that huge free uh, field goal percentage, his volume carried league or carried teams in terms of field goal percentage boost at 60%. So he's getting enormous value from that category alone. And when we talk about, there's been a lot of discourse, a lot of discussion about players being overvalued because of like one category in like a block sense. So for example, if we compare him to Jaron Jackson Jr., look, it is dramatically bigger uh, at 5.72, which again, we had three, what was it? 3.3 before for Zion's Z score for field goal percentage. It's not quite as large as Jaron Jackson Jr.'s um, Z score for blocks, but it is in that really, really elite zone which is definitely holding up his value. For example, if we look at free throw percentage, only two players made that for uh, a category, the other percentage um, uh, category in free throws for Shea and Damian Lillard. So he's in rarefied air in terms of being good in one particular category at 3.32 Z score on his field goal percentage. So a lot of his value is concentrated at. And the reason I'm highlighting this is because if you're a team that is punting field goal percentage Or if you're a team that is already really good in field goal percentage, then Zion's value to your team is going to be significantly different to a team that can use his field goal percentage um, in a more positive and constructive way. The reason I say this is because 
when we are taking a player who has an elevated, uh, sorry, an elevated um, level of risk, we want to be getting the most reward out of taking that risk as possible. There's no point taking a risk if it's going to help your team just a little bit, but if it's going to help your team a whole lot if it pays off, then that makes that risk more worth taking. So keep that in mind rather than just viewing him as, oh, he could be a top 30 player. He could be a top 25 player if I'm punting free throw percentage. But... If you're already really good in field goal percentage and you're going from the second best team to the best team, then it's not actually helping you as much as you might think. Now, you look at the rest of his stats, he is putting up 26 points per game. That's amazing. But again, if we look at uh, his ADP, if I bring back his ADP, where was it? This slide here. Um, you know, 56 um, You know, ranking per game. Other players at that spot, you know, you can look at maybe someone like his teammate, even Brandon Ingram, who scores over 20 points per game. You've got some players that are even later, like a, a Kuzma, who can probably match him or get close to in terms of scoring. So there are other options that maybe don't have quite the risk associated with the Zion that maybe not quite 26 points per game, but but in that ballpark. And again, you take a lot less risk in that in that uh, point of view, in my in my opinion. So... Again, if we head back over to Basketball Monster, so scoring was his next best. And then it's a bunch of slightly above average, slightly above average rebounds, slightly above average assists, slightly above average steals. Blocks are completely average. Uh, big negative when it came to threes and free throw percentage. I've downweighted the turnovers, so slight negative there uh, when we downweight it. But if you want to value the turnovers um, regularly, he is someone that, again, is a poor turnover player because he, he has the ball in his hands a lot, turned it over 3.4 times. So that does also downweight his value as well. So when we talk about Zion, it really comes down to, in terms of when you are finding it useful enough to take him, it comes down to what can you do? What does that field goal percentage do to your team? Are you in a situation where you are in the middle of the pack in field goal percentage and adding Zion to your team can make you an elite team in that category? Well, in my opinion, that's a really good way to utilize that pick because um, being average in, in a category, in my opinion, is not necessarily where you want to be, especially in competitive leagues. It's not the worst, but it also means that you know, you're know you relying on variability week to week versus if you are above average to elite in a certain category, that can be considered one of your strengths and you can sort of rely on that week to week to be something that you can carry yourself through the fantasy basketball playoffs. So in my opinion, he is best utilized on a team that is A, punting free throw percentage and B, average, maybe slightly above or slightly below average kind of in that middle two-thirds of the league in field goal percentage where he takes you to another kind of tier in that category. If I'm already elite or I'm already really bad and punting that category, I don't think he's going to be a player that you're going to want to target because his main value-adding category is kind of wasted on you and you're taking that risk without that much of a reward um, to elevate your team into a better, better position. You probably can grab someone else that maybe doesn't quite have the upside but has far less risk and you can pick and choose your other spots in the draft to take those risks. So that's where I believe you are most served at taking a Zion Williamson. Let's talk about his durability. The last three seasons since his rookie year. So his rookie season, he played 24 games out of a possible 72. So 33% of that season. 
The next season, however, he played 61 games, and that was out of 72 games again, which was 85% of the season. So we talk about him maybe being always injury-prone and never playing any games. He obviously has played a season where he dominated and was really good, I believe. Was he All-NBA that season or maybe just missed out? I can't remember. I know I would have voted him All-NBA that season. He was crazy good. Um, So, again, 72 games, played 61 of them. That's a really big, big thing for him. Again, don't feel like he has never been healthy. He has put up a season where he's played 85% of the games. And then obviously last season, he played 29 out of 82 games. Again, down at that 35% mark. So I don't know. Maybe if you're into patterns, he's gone low, high, low. Maybe he's due for a high. I don't know. That's completely not factual or any evidence based in that. I have, again... I'm just going to label this a gut feeling. He has been um, publicly outspoken about not taking his rehab serious. Last year, it was a hamstring injury that really took him out. Hamstring injuries are one of the most researched injury um, managed um, thing in sports, basically. For him to be out for as long as he was due to a simple hamstring injury, came back re-injured and things like that, to me, really does support the stories and the narrative of him not taking injury management and rehab seriously because if he was a hamstring strain is again one of the most researched one of the most applied um injury uh rehabbed ones out there basically if you're over here in australia and you watch any afl people go out with a hamstring basically every single week they miss two to three weeks and then they're back and they're usually fine for the rest of the season the nba often rushes players back and i believe that did happen with zion last season so hopefully the medical team has learned from that zion has learned from that and if that kind of injury does happen again they take their time coming back and he can be back for good after that so to me, the fact that an injury like that kept him out for so long does support the narrative of him not taking things seriously. And then if we're going to believe that narrative, well, then there's also been a lot of talk about him being much more committed this season. Obviously, all the off-season, um, you know, non-basketball-related things, him being a father now and all those kind of things can sometimes be a sort of, you know, an awakening moment for an athlete who, again, he's only 23 years old. He's still, uh, I mean, you know, not quite the most mature person, but again, something like this, something like having a child can definitely wake up a person. And again, am I talking myself into it? Yeah, I am. But again, sometimes players who are clearly as talented as this, all it takes is like one thing to sort of change something from a mental side of you or from an, uh, you know a discipline point of view and things can click and things can click really, really quickly. So for me, as a gut feeling, and this reflects where I have him in my rankings at ballboysnba.com. I am on the optimistic side of his availability this season. Now, again, I will always put that asterisk that the risk needs to be, you know, or the reward needs to be worth taking the risk for your team. But there are a lot of players this season, a lot of players in the NBA this day, this day and age that are risky, risky because of injuries. And Zion obviously is, you know, at the headline top of that list. But again, not a lot of them have the upside that he does as well. So, in my opinion, he is someone that if you are starting to need his field goal percentage, you're punting the free throws. If you can get him in that sort of fifth round onwards, I think it's a, I think it's a really good. Um, upside player to take, especially if you are in a competitive league and you need to, you know, take on those players that really might take you to another level. Otherwise, you're not going to really have much of a chance in a competitive league like that. So to me, Zion is someone that you can definitely have a crack at. 
And um, look, if it doesn't go your way, it doesn't go your way. That's fine. Luck always is a part of fantasy basketball. But I wouldn't let the fact that two out of his three seasons he's had injuries, you know, dissuade you from saying he's never on my draft lift. I'm never, ever touching him. Um, but just know what he can do for your team and what he can't. In a points league, again, it's for everyone, right? So he's probably even high. Again, that uh, ADP ranking on ESPN, again, I'm going to assume that's more slant towards points leagues at 33.7. I actually think that's a fine spot to take him. Maybe it's a little high. Maybe he's more likely to be a fourth-round guy if you can get him there. But again, this is a player that can be really a first-round player in a points league. There's... Like, I don't think that's outlandish to say. Uh, and that applies to any team. It doesn't, you don't have to have a specific build for him to fit your team. So for that reason, his ADP obviously goes a bit higher because there are a few more people that might be looking at him and going earlier and earlier and earlier. So um, I think, again, make sure you're knowing that you're taking a risk. But for me, I'm on the optimistic side for what he can do this season. And that's all it really comes down to with Zion, is can he stay healthy? Because I don't project anything majorly different in terms of his stat profile. Um, just can he stay healthy? Does it fit for your team? Those are the two big questions you want to ask yourself when considering drafting Zion. So that is number seven, Zion Williamson. Again, another number one pick in the top 25 most interesting. We've got two more number one picks to talk about in the top six. There's a bit of a clue there for you. This next guy here, the number clue, so the clue for number six is the following. This player is, I think, going to be someone that is going to be extremely fun to watch. I also think that he is sometimes overrated, sometimes underrated. I think that some of the narratives around this player are overblown. Some people might not like the way he... Um, I'm trying not to give it away. He, some, some people might say he's maybe an injury-prone player. Some people might not think he has the game to translate to the NBA. I think all of that is rubbish. I think he's going to have an outstanding season next year. And I think the hype is starting to generate on a player like this. It might have been down a couple of weeks ago, but it is starting to come up on a player like this. And I think he's going to be a very fun own in fantasy basketball. So let me know down in the comment section below if you can have a guess on who this player is at number six. I'm very excited to see him play. Again, guys, make sure you are subscribed. Check on out all the other podcasts and videos that we've put up so far. Hit the thumbs up button and I'll see you guys next time. Bye. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.